You want to make mom smile this Mother's Day? You can start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brands she loves delivered the very same day with DoorDash. Wow, that's a great idea. Moms are such a gift to us and we should treat them the same way with gifts, especially on Mother's Day. I didn't know DoorDash was doing that. That's exceptional. If your mom has a sweet tooth or if she's a tech enthusiast, beauty connoisseur, if she's outdoorsy, no matter what she's into, you can make her smile with a fruit or flower bouquet, makeup, tech gear, workout wear, and more, all deliverable through DoorDash. Get all your Mother's Day gifts all in one place and get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 or more on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with code THEO. That's T-H-E-O. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Mint Mobile is something that is good. They offer premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. You know, I thought, what's the catch? But after speaking with the good people at Mint Mobile and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, high-speed data, delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get what you might need, a new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash T-H-E-O. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month, mintmobile.com slash Theo. Welcome to episode 351 of uh, this past weekend. Thank you for being alive at this time. And I'm happy to be alive for the most part, and I'm happy to be here with you. That part is definite. And, um, what's going on, man? I'm dealing with a lot of, uh, itchery at the house. I got, you know, I got a bad detergent. And I don't want to call out any shops or mercantiles, but, um, 99 cent store. You know, y'all gave me some, they gave me some Tide, and it's, I think, Tide Fresh and Easy. I think is the packaging. Let me be sure of that. I don't want to send somebody on a bad route here. Tide fresh and clean is the item I'm talking about. And I don't know if they just got a hot batch or something, but it's got it's got me itching everything. And at first I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know. You could have asked me what's happening. I said, like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And I was seeing kind of whelps around my ankles. You know, and I got a little bit of fat family, and uh, sometimes a lot of sugar will gather around your ankles down in your blood. You know, ankles just that, that's that hearty swamp knuckle. That's that last hitter. When you really get down to the ankle, that's really, I mean, damn, that's the Lord's U-turn at each one of your legs. That's, you know, that's where the stream kind of stops and rebuttals. So a lot of, you know, like I said, I got family that's real, got a lot of grits in them, if you know what I'm saying. And, uh, you know, they real, you know, they hardy. They hardy. You crack them open, they're going to have a couple hearts in them, man. 
you know, they hardy. And, uh, and so the deal is that a lot of sugar gathers there at that little turnabout at the ankle. So anyway, I'm thinking maybe I'm, you know, I've had some bad uh, chamomile tea or I've had a bad donut or something. You know, maybe I had me a couple, you know, I'll put a little, you know, I like ribs. I like rib meat. And sometimes I'll put a little too much sauce on there. So really I'm having sauce and I'm just eating it with a rib. You know, at some point I'm, I'm the, the entree is the sauce. So I've been there, you know, sometime at a barbecue, you'll see me sitting at that last, uh, at the last picnic tables and I'm just dipping a bone in the sauce, you know, I'm just going with straight marrow to mouth, honey, you know, I'm just hauling sauce, man. So, um, so I thought maybe I'd had too much sugar. I'd had too much barbecue sauce or it was a condiment that was real sweet, heavy, that was making me have too much sugar in my body, making my ankles itch. And so I'm trying to adjust my diet and I keep itching. And then I saw a spider. And so I said, oh, damn, you know. Charlotte's Web in this bitch, you know what I'm saying? This, this that damn fifth grade reading level. This shit's, you know, causing me to act up. And then I notice all my dermis on my legs and um, kind of the top of my ass really are. I don't know what that's called at the top of your, where your ass kind of meets your back. That part started getting bumps, little wet, uh, welts on it or something i said what's going on i i thought i was getting bit by spiders so i slept in a different bed you know i got me a batch of spider traps off the internet and one company i bought them from some chinese company i oh i finally opened up the spider trap because i kept itching day after day open up there's nothing in that bitch so they're selling out here selling fake spider traps out here Damn Gary V out here, whoever it is, out here selling them Frank, you know, them fake ass arachnid apartments. And, you know, I'm thinking these, they're out here gripping these, uh, these little climbers and nothing. And there's nothing, you know, open four of them up, there's nothing in that bitch, there's no poison, nothing. Hell, I could have licked my fingers after and I'd have been fine. So, so anyway, just a couple bad purchases. Uh, so I finally I realized, well, um, it's a, it, it, maybe it's the detergent. And what you don't understand is when you when you when your detergent is uh, faulty or whatever, um, or you're allergic to it, you have an allergen. Allergen. When you have allergen, then. Everything you, you don't realize how many things have touched your detergent. Your socks, pants, pillowcases, sheets, towels. That was the one that I kept, you know, I dry off. I bought some clothes. I went to Target, bought me a damn batch of Hanes over there. Everything, top to bottom. I mean, damn, foot to uh, to front piece, you know, just 
hained up. I mean, I look like a damn stunt double on a Michael Jordan commercial. You know, I was just hained in the membrane, baby. You know what I'm saying? We hained out. They see me hanging. They hating. You know what I'm saying? I was real hained up and uh and damn uh but you don't realize the towel when you get out the tub, you're drying yourself with the bad detergent. So anyway, man, I'm at a place right now I'm having to rewash everything in my place with some damn non allergen, you know. You know, real tender detergent, no homo, bro, no bromo, no nothing. You know, everything's normal. And uh, so we got the regular detergent now or something soft, soft batch, baby. Something you could damn, I mean, shit, you could give half a cup of this to a damn toddler, I bet. And he'd be fine. I don't think there's even a medical warning on the back of it. So, you know, I'm upstairs, but I'm damn, I'm itching. I'm mentioning while I'm up there, I'm still recovering. I'll include a couple photos and images right here, right now of the whelps and just little. You just don't realize how much of your body is uh, touches detergent. Or when you hug somebody, I dated a gal in college for a little bit, and her name was I'm not going to say her name, but it was uh, Vanessa was her name, and they called her Van. And I don't, you know, I don't. I don't recommend dating women named after uh, autos, you know, and, but anyway, I dated this gal Van, and she was a real stocky, she was stocky, you know what I'm saying, she would damn, she could kind of flex and make her breasts real hard if you want, you know what I'm saying, if you were into that kind of shit, and I guess, I, I don't know if I was into that, but I was, you know, she she was willing to date me, and so there I was. But anyway, uh, what I'm trying to tell you is, and I remember when she would hug me, the detergent they used was bad. So I remember after we get done making out or doing sex or anything like that, I'd look like a damn, you know. I'd look like I'd just been in a gangbang with a damn uh, anteater. You know, and he'd been breathing out the whole time. So... Oh, whatever, man. But anyway, I'm happy to be here today with you. I really am. And and I'm happy to be alive. And I'm happy that you're alive. And that's where I'm at. So I just I wanted to come to you cleanly and let you know where I'm at. Today's episode is brought to you by Gray Block Pizza, 1811 Pico Boulevard on the way to the beach in Los Angeles. Gray Block, get that hitter. All right, let's, uh, let's see what we're capable of. Come on, baby. That throwback hitter, baby. I'm just sitting on your front porch Wondering how could I be so far from my home Tell them, Travis. And my mind is somewhere else But when I find it, I'll patch up where it's been blown. Come on. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this piece of mind I found I can feel 
Let's go, baby. In my bones. Welcome home, baby. But it's gonna take a little time for me to set that parking brake and let myself on wire. Shine that light on me. Come on. Damn, this plant's close. I'll sit and tell you my story. And that is Bishop Gunn right there. And that band, they 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 discontent they 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 couldn't keep it together. You know, things happen. You know, a band is just a family that has a a skill set. And just like families, you know, people get you know somebody's huffing gas, somebody's you know too big for their britches, somebody's too small for their britches. Like my buddy Allen, I, I grew up with. You know, he, I mean, he could barely fit into a damn, uh, child, you know, he, he could barely fit into a child's pant. Praise God, brother. Um, what's going on? I'm here. You're here. And, uh, and we are doing it. We're heading into the fall. And that's a lie, actually, because it's August is really that last gas, baby. It's that fifth round of the summer it's that you know it's that fifth and final round of the summer um what have i been doing man we had a great episode with uh with john christ if you're not familiar if you're not familiar with john you know he's an interesting he's an interesting guy you know he talked about growing up in a a household that had eight children. I mean, damn, I, you know, you could run into somebody in the hall and barely fucking remember who they are. What, are you Ronald? No, I'm not Ronald. You know, I'm Diana. Well, damn, you know, grow your hair out. You know, eight, eight people. I mean, it's, and he said they made you take your shoes off at his house when you got there. Off air, he and I were chatting. He said that they had to take their shoes off at the door. And I'm thinking, well, sometimes you get back to the door and you there's damn 16 shoes there. And that's just the children. Fucking you can put on two shoes, any type. You know, you, you sitting there at church with a damn sandal and a boot on. And you think you did well. It just you could meet you could meet somebody that that you think is cute or has attraction. You know, visuality really hits your eyes and you like it. And they could be family. And that's something that's just normal. Some of that's, you get outside of eight, I think anything after seven children, man, I don't, I don't, I would never promote incestuality. And I never have. You could look at any chart or any, you know, history log. You could look at my damn Google log. I've never even looked it up. I guarantee you I would um, misspell it. But I think anything outside of after seven kids, man, somebody should be allowed to date. If you got two kids and you're trying to date, that's dude, that's dicey. You know what I'm saying? You got to tighten up, man. You got to, you know, get on the apps or something. 
But if, if you have over seven children and two of them start, you know, at least high-fiving each other or playing this game a lot, you know, and really, you know, and doing it real heavy uh, or late at night, then I think you got to you gotta let that slide. You know, but what do I know? Um. Anyway, what were we talking about, man? Uh, what did I do this weekend? Well, I just got out of my ice plunge. And I've been in there and, um, you know, the fellow that owns Gray Block Pizza, my friend Thomas, he make ice plunges now. It's a separate company and uh, they sent me one of them. And I'll put a video on the Clips channel of uh, my first couple times in there. And it's real interesting because it makes your body feel almost makes your body feel like it disappears. It's so chilled out that just your head is awake. You know, you can't really feel a pinch or, you know, a small dog could bite you a damn, not a German shepherd, but like a French shepherd could bite you. You wouldn't even feel it. You know, you just wouldn't have that. You wouldn't know. So because your body's real chilled out, but, uh, so I've been in that. Um, you know, I've been dealing with the detergent issue. And I'm not, you know, I just will not use the brand anymore. Tide fresh and easy. It ain't easy, brother. It might be fresh, but it's, you know, it's one for two as far as I'm concerned. Praise God, brother PTL. You know that. I'm upstairs. I'll tell you this. I watched the fight. Oh. Uh, I watched the fight this weekend, and I'm going to go on. Uh, look, Corey Sanhagen versus uh, Tuja Dillashaw. And look, these men are both warriors. You know, I, I am not anything like them. I am... You know, these these are first-class combatists. You know, these men have, I mean, and I, you know, I've suffered from erectile dysfunction. You know, these dudes have, you know, I mean, they're just damn made out of Viagra, it almost seemed like. They'll just, I mean, boing, they'll just damn put your lights out. They got almost like dicks in their arms, you know. They're just so uh, virile. You know, they're warriors, the combatants. Um, if it were, you know, archaic times or Robin Hood, whenever that was, 1600, you know, you'd have Sanhagen would be like a, he'd be a, a king or a young king somewhere. And I think uh, Tuja would be a, uh, he'd be a, you know, a, he almost has the villain role to me for some reason. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it could have been, his, you know, because of the suspension, coming back from the suspension. He had that, you know, he's got that, um, that uh, he's a little more slithering. And I'm not, you know, no shade to either of these men. They're both, uh, you know, these men would, I mean, these men could tie me in a knot with their damn tongue. 
you know, these fellows would cherry stem me up. So, uh, but anyway, I'm watching the fight and I mean, Sanhagen put that, he put, he, he hit him in the rafters real early, you know, and he, he really clipped him and got a little bit of blood out of him. Not much, but I would say probably half cup throughout the whole event, quarter cup, maybe. Um, which might've given you the, 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 but maybe if you're, if, if I'm Corey Sanhagen, I had the idea that I'm getting, maybe it gives me the idea that I'm winning more, that I'm, it just visually, it looked like that. So I could know that maybe that would have been off. You had, you had, um, Sanhagen landed more strikes. You know, he hit him with more opportunities. I mean, he was just damn throwing just, you know, he was out there like a damn battle bot. Now, I think the part where it gets tricky is that Dillashaw is that pressure bear. You know what I'm saying? He's that honey hunter, man. He's the second you let him, the second you open that zoo cage, he is out there mauling people. Whereas Sanhagen is more that sniper. You know, he kind of works for the electric company. He'll climb up the pole and kind of see what's going on. And then he'll zap you. You know, he's really that, um, you know, that's kind of how he is, you know. Uh, but damn, Dillashaw is out there beating the damn uh, Diet Coke out of a child's hand. He don't, you know what I'm saying? He's just, he's the mauler. So I think I could see if visually there's kind of two different things going on. You have Dillashaw controlling, you know, we kind of held Corey against the cage. He had that control time. You know, that time of, it was almost slow dance. You almost want him to put a song on. You know, put on some Garth Brooks or put on a little bit of a, you know, maybe some really slow Kodak Black or something, if he's ever done a ballad. Or some early, uh, or some early Bieber. Some early JB, you know, throw that on. But the control to like, it's just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you're just holding somebody there. Now, I know we did a lot of knees to him. He really need him up. You know, he need him up like a damn, you know, kind of like the way an armless man would make a damn, uh, would kind of prepare a, a, a dough or do veal. If you got somebody with no arms, the way they do veal, it's just, you know what I'm saying? They need that damn little animal in a submission until it's ready to, you know, be a damn macaroni grill entree. But I just feel like, and, and, and so you had Sanhagen, uh, you had Dillashaw push the bout. He pushed the bout. He came at him. But I don't think there's anything wrong with backing away from a guy to get into the position that you want the most. You know, if a bee's coming at you, you don't just attack the bee. You kind of reposition yourself. You move around. You might circle the block. You may put a mannequin out there that's dressed like you and then sneak around, watch the bee, see what it's doing, and then come back at it. But I don't think there's anything wrong with just repositioning yourself. If you look at how what Sandy Hagen did against uh, Frankie Edgars, who I love. Dear God, man, I wish he was my godfather. If I could be... You know, if I could climb back in my mother's vagina and, you know, email Frankie before, I would see if he would do that for me.
But Sanhagen did that against Edgar. He kind of just backed up and moved him into position. So you have to respect that just because a guy is kind of retreating, that can be strategy. So I thought it was really close. Um, I think it's interesting when a sport is also a business. There's going to become moments where if you let it be too close that the business can help determine what the future looks like. And it's a great look for the uh, weight class. It's a great look for UFC. Um, You know, Dillashaw was, you know, they kind of, it almost felt like Sanhagen had to prove himself more than Dillashaw had to prove himself. So I don't know if some of the judges went into it with, uh, you know, with that sort of mindset in the beginning. But I feel like the outcome was better for the business. And also, well, look, what do I know? Nothing. I'm a one-stripe white belt that hasn't been to class in almost a month because I, my ribs kept getting fractured by women and men and women. But um, so I think that it was a great it, it looks it's great for the business. Suddenly you got Dillashaw's back in there and, uh, you know, he's back in the in the bout structure. So you're going to get more fights out of him. Sanhagen's still young. You know, he can, you know, he'll be able to meander around in there before, uh, you know, he'll be able to, you know, you could insert him back in for that title shot whenever. Maybe you run it back. Um. I don't know. I just don't see. I see how if I'm the business, if I'm the business, I, I then I give it to Dillashaw. But if I'm a judge, I side with how Anthony Smith said it, you know, the lion-hearted one. He said it after the show. He said, I had it 4-1 uh, Sanhagen's. And that's how I had it, man. I had Sanhagen's winning. Now, Brennan Schaub would disagree with me, but oh, well. I don't have to agree with him all the time if I don't want to or anyone. And look, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I believe I know what I saw. And I believe that Corey Sanhagen did enough to win. So what else, man? What else do we have going on out here in the world? Uh, I what else did I do? Yeah, that John Chris episode is just it's a good one. You know, we talked a lot about sex addiction and just why we kind of what young men are, how our early lives shape how we interact with affection as we grow older. Um, And John was really forthright talking about his journey and his struggles and and sometimes, you know, we get in the struggle space where it's like, once you enter the struggle space, you you kind of think everything is a struggle. And I recognize that, you know. Sometimes things just are what they are. It's not necessarily a struggle. It's not necessarily a a, a, a bonus or a, a bravado or a positive. It just is what it is. Um, 
but it was interesting, man. We talked about the first time you ever ejected out of your body. The first time you let that, you know, you let God's trout just kind of fly out of your body, out of your, out of your body. And what that was like and the feeling from it. You know, I think I felt real ashamed the first time I really just sprayed out. I felt ashamed, man. I felt excited and fired up. I felt like I had, it's almost like your thumb wrestling and you really win against yourself. And one of your thumbs is, you know, your is your wiener, body wiener. You know, I remember being young and I found some liquor and some uh, titty mags, you know, titty, you know, literature, titty literature. And I was up on this shelf, and you know, and I climbed up there and found me a little, the little jack stack. You know, my brother had something, and he'd been touching himself, and I didn't know it, and I shouldn't know it. There's only, you know, we had four children. Now, if we got up to seven children, then maybe we could have started writing little note, leaving notes for each other. But we was at four children in our household, and I just remember pleasuring myself, and then. I'd been drinking, he had a little bit of liquor up there, Cisco, uh, Strawberry Dazzle or something. And it was herb and liquor. A lot of, you'd see a lot of brothers sipping on it. You know, older men, older, older kind of darker men, you'd see them sucking on a bottle of it over there by the A.M.P. or behind the post office. And I had that and I lipped down, I gummed down two sips of that and next thing you know I'm pleasuring myself. You know, and the Lord's Neosporin is just flowing right out of my damn nuts. And I remember feeling, I mean, I felt exalted. I felt excited. I felt, but I also remember just feeling kind of shame because you had to go and clean it off my body. I had to clean it off of me. And I think I felt a lot of shame, I think. Because it really, it's a precious metal, man. There's no more precious metal than pure body semen. I don't think. And what do I know? You know what I'm saying? I'm just an adult. But there's no more precious. I mean, I've always long said that it should be on the, um, it should be on the periodic table. You know, it's that liquid life. I can't believe carbon is on there. Ten, uh, let me look up a periodic element. Periodic element. Let me rattle off a couple that are on here. Damn. Uh, Laurentium. Who the hell is that? Laurentium's on that shit. Dubnium. Come on, man. Dubnium? And seam at semenium on and on here? Osmium. Iridium, dude. He played basketball at our high school. Iridium Bayham, dude. Come on. So I'm just saying, if anything should be on a periodic table, element should be semen, brother. Body semen. And that's a fact, bro. That's a, I mean, that's an adult fact. So... But anyway, look, if you have a story, about, if you want to share about the first time you ever busted out of your body, first time you ever, 
you know, you're really just are, you're taking everything that's in you that's possible and just sharing that into the world. Did you feel okay? Did you feel bad? You know, the uh, hit the hotline 985-664-9503. And I'm coming off a rough patch too. I've been, you know, I masturbated last night. And so I think I'm feeling some type of way. And it was the second night in a row for me. So that's who I am right now. And that's okay. I still got up and stayed active this morning. I plan on eating lunch. I'm taking care of myself, but. Riley Mal, what do you think? I'm joking, he's not here. Would it matter if he was here? This would be his answer. Of course. Um, what else do we have going on? We got, um, yeah, if you, have, if you have a story about that first bust, man, that time you brought it into the world. Because once you, you know, once you, uh, once you really crack open that cavern, it's hard to go back. It's hard to roll that rock in front of that, you know, in front of this new chasm or chasm that you've created in the world. It's hard to close Pandora's box, man. You got that spunk stick on you, you know. You got that little fiddle, man, and you know how to play it. You got that I want to feel good now little handle on you. And that's Wiener, baby. That's Body Wiener. I want to tell you about this right now that Mint Mobile is something that is good. They offer premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. You know, I thought, what's the catch? But after speaking with the good people at Mint Mobile and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only by cutting out retail stores. There's no crazy overhead costs. So, you know, a lot of mobile, they, you know, they, they, you got to have the shop and you got to have this. Mint Mobile cuts corners. You know, they cut out the store. There's no overhead cost. They just ship it to you, man. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless, $15 a month. Jeepers. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, high-speed data, delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. So they're renting out a deal with a 5G network, and they're offering it to you without the shop, without that middleman. If you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. To get what you might need, a new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash T-H-E-O. That's mintmobile.com slash Theo. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month mintmobile.com slash Theo. You know, a lot of people aren't working right now, and hell, it's pissing a lot of people off. You, you go to, I went to Home Depot, you, there's nobody back in the garden. Jesus, I, I felt like Adam back there. You know, I could have eaten an apple and damn master, you know, I could have done whatever I wanted. Touch some titty back there if I brought some with me. But, you know, just different, you just, you know, 
Nobody's back there. Jeepers. I could have unleashed a snake and hit an apple back there and damn reenacted the Bible if I wanted to. Praise God, brother. But everyone knows when you're applying to jobs, you're lucky if you make it through one application before you're ready to give up. And that's true. You're writing this male, female, non-binary, no crotch, you know, no crotch, no homo, no, uh, no nothing, you know, ghost. That's going to be an option soon. Well, the ladders new apply for me service is a game changer. It's the number one job search site for six figure jobs. If you want that big job, they can help you do it. With your membership, you can easily search thousands of jobs and get in front of top recruiters. And their Apply For Me service takes all the work of applying for jobs off your hands. All you do is click Apply For Me, and the Ladders team will fill out all the forms for you. They'll send you an email confirmation when your application is complete. Sit back, relax. And with the new Google Chrome extension, Apply For Me works on any job site. Just one click, no hassle. Just go to the ladders, L-A-D-D-E-R-S dot com slash T-H-E-O to sign up. That's the ladders, L-A-D-D-E-R-S dot com slash Theo to sign up today. And I'm enjoying me a liquid death right there, man. Be a hit the hotline if you have a good story about how you, you know, or just what you felt like. The first time you really made pleasant with yourself. First time you ever really kind of took your little wiener on a date with your hand. When you did that dirty dance with that palm. When you made a, you know, made a little batch of palm salad. You know what I'm saying? Tell us about that. 985-664-9503 is the hotline. And as always, bless everybody. Praise God. Um... What else, man? We had some great calls that came in and some great videos. I want to introduce you first, though, to a couple fellas I'm really enamored with. And you're going to see these fellas right here. And these fellas have Down syndrome. And some of you may not believe in Down syndrome. I'm not here to debate that. You know, I beat it when I was young. And they said the doctor in our town, Dr. Henry, he said, I beat it. And so I've always felt indebted to the DS community. I've always, you know, when a lot of people with, that have DS will see me, they know they, I think they know I'm one of those cusp riders, you know, that I have it in me to be very similar to them. And if you haven't seen these fellas on, uh, on TikTok, this is uh, called Get Down with S&M. And S&M is a different, it, it's not like sexual. This is uh, Down syndrome cooking. Let's chime in one time. Beautiful young men too, and I think they're brothers or cousins maybe. You do some chicken scrub. Uh, yeah. yeah. First you cook some this. And you can see the fellas are right here. They're putting uh, chives or something on a cutlet. 
And my God, it's beautiful, man. They're in a nice kitchen. If you haven't seen two, and they're Asian fellas too. A little, couple of little Bobby Lees. If you haven't seen a couple DS'd out Bobby Lees put chives on a uh, on a cutlet, man, you're missing out. And these fellas are beautiful. And one of them smelled his hand at the end, and that's a that's nature, baby. And here's one right here. Oh, and they're licking the ah, uh, the little rudders, the um, they're licking the cake batter spinners. Remember, mom used to have that thing; she would fold it back and put those two little spinnered little dragon arms in the deal, and then they she turn it on. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's two beaters beaters and you can see these fella licking the beaters man a couple beautiful little bobby lees over here licking these beaters a couple stevie lees man and these guys are they're pretty jacked obviously these guys are on pre-workout or something and these guys are beautiful handsome guys and uh they also have down syndrome but they're cooking and so it's just beautiful to see what you could do with different uh you know, if you have, if you're missing a couple, you know, a little bit of your municipalities, how you can still make a hors d'oeuvre or do something beautiful and do a dessert. Mm. 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 Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Little Danny going in on his, on his beater, man. He licked that thing about 15 times, baby. He heavy. He real tongue heavy. Oh, Marley is one of his names. Sean and Marley. Oh, yeah. Oh, he put the whole thing in his mouth at the end. Oh, whoa, 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 man. And that's really, you got to have eight children to be doing that kind of thing at the house, Bubba. But, hey, he, it's real fearless, man. You know, it's real fearless. So if you want to see some good cooking with those beautiful guys, Sean and Marley on TikTok. And I ended up in the Down syndrome and in the uh, autism cycle. A lot of things that get put into my TikTok, I'm in that algorithm. So that's where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? I'm upstairs, baby. Praise God, man. We'll watch one more where they wash their hands. It really is real cute. Turn your hands on. Your hands. Yeah, your hands. Oh, he's mad at him. He's mad at him. Oh, he said he needs a hand with the uh with the falafel mix and Sean is uh went to wash his hands, so they have some miscommunication. Pot! Not wash the hands! Yeah, not wash your hands, Sean. Don't do it. Okay, beautiful right there, man. That's awesome. Good to see that, man. What else? We got a, another video was sent in here. This is a TikTok, a fight on Spirit Airlines. Let's go. Uh oh. Nah, don't do that. She trying to bring somebody with her. This is two urban women, and they like to fight. You know that, and they're out here about to get at it. There they go. Oh, it's lit. It's lit. 
It's lit. It's lit. It's lit. Oh, some fella got in. A lot of hair pulling. A lot of ass. A lot of thick ass being. She did for her whole charge. Ooh, ooh. And there you go right there. And this kind of stuff, I mean, uh, this the kind of shit. It's like, when does it end? You know? Why people can't figure out how to be okay in society? You know? And this is all too common. Black people love to fight in kind of like outside the ring, I feel like. You know, black people are not afraid to fight anywhere. That's really what I'm saying. They'll fight wherever. I think other cultures, Mexican people, they fight more like in a car wash or in a boxing ring. White people, I think, more fight like in a courtroom or... Sometimes outdoors, like on a porch. But Spirit Airlines really has become the Bellator of uh, of kind of like for the urban community in the sky. It's become the Bellator of the sky. I think that. Um, now, I look, I had to fly Spirit one time. God bless, man. And I saw two dogs go at it. Two people had dogs. I don't know if this was sanctioned or what, but them bitches started throating at each other. Praise God, man. So just stay safe out there. If you're on spirit, I think just wear a jersey, wear an Atlanta Hawks jersey, wear something that kind of blends in, you know. Uh, But know that you could be near a scuffle, I think. And that's spirit, bro. Amen. That's spirit. We had a lot of people calling with their last words, last episode, solo episode. Excuse me. We talked about what the last words would be. You know, if you had that, you know, you want to die somewhere decent so you have some last words. And here's some people. Yo, Theo Vaughn, this is Benedict from Berlin calling about last week's podcast, Last Words. Benedict from Berlin, baby. Thank you for calling, sir. In Berlin, man, man, that's really that, uh, you know, Berlin is a good place, I think, to listen to some damn Billy Idol and, and spray paint a building, baby. Praise God. Let's hear more. I'm a huge uh, Johnny Guitar Watson fan, so uh, I got to quote his last words, apparently last words, in Tokyo, Japan, last show. He died on stage, and his last words were... Ain't that a bitch. Amen. There you go. Fresh out of Berlin right there. Fella hitting us with some last words. Ain't that a bitch. I like that. Ain't that a bitch. Because it is, man. You know, life is just, it's just, it's another, it's a bitch after a bitch after a bitch. Here's a bitch, there's a bitch, everywhere's a bitch, bitch. It's this bitch, this bitch. And I'm not talking feminine. I'm talking just anything, you know. A dog bites you. You know, a bad detergent gets sold to you. You know. Somebody, you know. Somebody whip and weave out on Spirit Airline. You know, it's just. It never ends. It's bad bitch central out there. 
And that's life. It's really just managing bad bitches. That's all it is. So thank you for that. Ain't that a bitch. Here's a couple more that came in. Here's one. T.O. Gang, gang. This is your boy Bamboo from Connecticut. and I'm- Bamboo. And that's a very, uh, that's a taut wood, baby. You know? Something like teak is more malleable. But Bamboo out of Connecticut. And you obviously, your family's got to be either real rich or real poor to name their child after a uh asian forest wood i think good to hear from you boo i was just calling about the whole last words deal i know riley Ma was struggling uh trying to figure out his last words so riley Ma struggles to figure out his first words you know the fella it's it's tough to see that asian community is really kind of they're sputtering it's all, you know, everybody's sputtering. Well, uh, really, I think I speak for a lot of us out there. I would say uh, my last words uh, would be delete my browser history, you know? I'm trying to have my memory intact uh, as I fade out, you know what I mean? Thank you, Bubby. Gang. Gang, baby, you're right. The last thing I want them to see is, uh, you know, the naughty things that I've Googled or looked for. You know, and it's sad, man. I mean, I got the blockers on my phone for the pornography, but I find a loophole through Twitter. So I'm out there sometimes on, per, you know, Perv City and Perv Support, and it just, oh, man, the shame, the shame, the shame. The depletion. Just blowing your little, you know, just blowing your nut nose into a little handkerchief or into a dam and just washing it down the drain. Dear God. Anyway, Bamboo, I hope you're doing well out there, brother. I hope you're doing well, Bamboo. Oh, my neighbor has a dog named Bamboo as well. So cool to hear it. Cool to hear the name again. I like hearing it. Bamboo. All right, let's hear another one that came in. Here we go. Hey, what's up, T.O.? This is Ryan down in South Georgia. Down in Sojo, huh? South Georgia, baby. And it gets a little rural out there. It gets a little interesting. You head down towards Jacksonville. You know, you see a lot of people down there getting a little rural. A lot of people, you know, limited alphabet. You'll see a 20-letter alphabet down there. Like, damn. You know, you show up with a W, they don't know what you're talking about. You show up with an R, they they shocked. Let's hear more. Calling about what would my last words be. Now, you probably have to play on to the timing, but I'd probably say, like, I hit the billion dollars, end up, that's it. I'm out cold. The whole family just left, like, dang, where's this money at? Okay, so you tell you you give half a clue. I hid the million. I hid this, you know. Your real father is. That would be a good one. If you had children, stunt them a little. Your real father. You know. 
I was molested by the postman, something like that. Give a clue to something. I like that. It's interesting. I hid the million though. If you now, if you have a structure of a life where you your family's going to believe that, but if you're living in a four door sedan, you know, and you accidentally park in a garage and you keep the the thing on and you you know, the gas gets you and you lunged out on that carbon dioxide. If you're dying from carbon dioxide, man, and you tell your kid I hid the million dollars, you're like you're a fucking deadbeat. The kid's not gonna fully believe you so you need believability that's what that one's missing let's hear another one the last one here we go thank you for uh these as well what up Theo? this is bo uh calling in about my last words i think if i'm being real realistic it's probably just going to be fucked you know mm. on, on my way out as the, i get stabbed or shot you know everyone's going to just throw out a fuck and then you're lucky if you get something else out after that i don't know what do you think Gang, baby, I, you know, that's interesting because sex is what got us into the world. And I would bet you're right. I bet eight out of ten times the last word is fuck or F-U-C-K. I don't want to say it that much, but F-U-C-K. And you know what I'm saying. Fuck. So that's what the irony of it all. It took somebody doing sex to even get you to exist. And now you're on your way out and that's the last thing you're saying. Mm. It's full circle, baby. It's a dirty roundabout. It's that ankle. You flow in, you flow out. Being alive. We got a beautiful single mom nomination we're going to get to in just a second. I got to let you know that uh, this summer, get the most out of your travels abroad by learning the language of your destination with Babel. Babel, 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 Babel. The number one selling language learning app. From ordering in restaurants or asking for directions to gaining a deeper understanding of the culture, Babel makes the whole process of learning a new language addictively fun and easy and uh, these learning apps need to be fun now they need to be everything's it's all turning into a video game Babbel's 15 minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go 15 minute lessons that's manageable with Babbel you can choose from 14 different languages including Spanish French Italian German Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of just three. Go to Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com and use promo code Theo. Don't you want to babble in no, no new languages? Well, you can. That's Babbel.com. Use promo code Theo. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Also, you know if you need help, not, there's not always a way to get it near you. You know, I called up the other day. I finally called a friend and said, "Hey, I need some help. I need some help." And man, it even it brought tears to my eyes. Even saying it, just saying it, voicing that into the world. I need help. 
Well, BetterHelp is there. That's right, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You can start communicating with them quickly in under 48 hours. There's a broad range of therapists and counselors available, which may not be locally available. If you live in the woods, if you the, you know, you the Smith family Robinson or whatever. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash Theo. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. And join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp They're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Wow. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and this past weekend listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Theo. I want to let you know that a lot of shows on sale, you can get tickets, TheoVon.com slash tour. I think we might rock with the return of the rat, baby. That's the tour name I'm thinking of, and that feels kind of good and and the rat is always returning, you know it. And you know if you want a dose. If you want to set some cheese in the yard, baby, you know I'll be there. And you know where to find me. I'm upstairs. Gang. Always. We want to do something nice for a single mom. I want to thank our Patreon supporters as well. We have a very small Patreon, but we are very mighty. And... I just feel grateful to be part of a process of just trying to think of somebody different than myself. And we got this nomination video came in right here. Hey, Theo. This is Remy. I'm calling you from uh, Ottawa, Canada. Remy up there, Canadian. And Remy, I'm not sure if that's just part of a name or not. Maybe Jeremy. And I don't know what the exchange rate is on names, but hell, I'll spot you a J-E-R, buddy, if you need one. That's what we do down here, Bubba. Onward. Uh, I want to nominate my friend Louise, who's a single mom living in Slocan Valley, British Columbia. She's got four kids. Hmm. Two of them have autism. One. Who doesn't, buddy? You know, and I'm not saying that judgmentally. Thank you for saying that. But everybody has it now. I swear, you know, you can't even meet it. You couldn't find nine people that don't have autism. If I gave you probably 14 minutes. Onward, Bubba. Thank you of the kids has cystic fibrosis and she just pours everything into these kids man she's been homeschooling them since before the pandemic Uh, she puts so much work into making sure they're they're eating healthy and staying active and uh, it's just been hard the last you know year kind of watching her struggle with the isolation of the pandemic and Mm -hmm. we all are kind of struggling with depression right now but it's just been so hard watching someone who work so hard to make the life of her kids happy, you know, also kind of feel sad and kind of isolated. So I think uh, I don't know anyone who would deserve the chance to just treat herself and do something fun with her kids. So, yeah, man, you're the best. Gang, gang. Gang, brother. Thank you, man. That's that, that's really sweet of you. And everybody is everybody is having some effects from this pandemic, from the isolation. That's really the big thing. More people are, the effects from the isolation from COVID and the separation will 
are are so much bigger than anything I believe that this COVID itself could ever do. Um, but let's give a call to her. Let me see if he said her name. Hey, Theo. This is Remy. I'm calling you from uh, Ottawa, Canada. Uh, I want to nominate my friend Louise. Who's Louise. And I'm from Louisiana, so that's a perfect mix right there, man. Yeah, let's see if we can't give a call to Louise right now. Hey, Louise. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm not a creep or anything. I just, I am calling. I work at a podcast. My name is Theo, and I work at a podcast. And every so often we do, we have people will submit a friend or someone they know who is a single mom. We do something for single moms. It's kind of nice. And you have a friend named Remy who I think just thinks that you're just a special gal and really admires you. Um, so he submitted you for our single mom nomination. Yeah, he told me it was a surprise. He's been very um, cryptic about this. Well, we are a cryptic bunch here at this podcast. I will say that. So that's pretty normal. Um, but he just said he really admires you. You know, he said that you have, he said you, you, you do homeschool and you have four children and you guys homeschool up there. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, I'm in uh, BC, Southern BC and I homeschool my four kids and we, we have sheep and ducks and we're, we're pretty kind of living off the, we're just kind of wild, wild people. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Is it? Ex I bet the kids love being around the animals, huh? Uh, yeah, like yeah, not as much as I had hoped. I only just got to you. I've always, we have always had like dogs. I have a an acreage, so the intention was when I bought it years ago that we would. Um, I, well, I had thought I would do more farming, but then I kind of did the whole kid thing, and and now I, I do sort of an unschooled, um, homeschooling. So we don't do any like set classes per se mm -hmm. they just sort of run wild but in in like a healthy awesome way <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow that sounds awesome do Where they are you i i live in nashville and and i i'm in nashville right now okay so we just operate out of nashville and out of los angeles but um but yeah sometimes i like it almost sounds like summer camp does it feel like that a little bit yeah, yeah, it, it totally does. We um, people come and hang out, and and they're sort of like, they're like on holiday, and my kids are like, but this is every day, isn't it? <laughs> so, you know, they're pretty much barefoot all the time, and they just dig in the woods. And it's so interesting because we have, I have um, my daughter's thir almost thirteen, and so she has friends. Her one very close friend's in Toronto, her cousin, and she goes to a, <clears throat> a like a an academic very academic private school and they hang out in the summer and you know you wouldn't know one has gone to like through the whole super academic in how they converse or how they talk i mean they know different things sure but mm -hmm. my daughter knows things that she doesn't know and and she knows things that my daughter doesn't know but neither feel like they know less or more you know like they don't know anything compared to the other right it's fascinating yeah that sounds pretty fascinating it's almost like an experiment in some ways that's what Remy told me. <laughs> I his PhD, and I was like, "Man, I always wanted to do more, but you know, this is this is what I'm doing now." And he's like, "You're living the experiment." 
Yeah, it sounds pretty magical. I think they must be really proud of you. Is it? Is it? Uh, it must be really. Does it feel kind of empowering, or does it feel exhausting to have to be like the teacher and the mom and everything, kind of? No, I would say empowering. I mean, sometimes it's 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 a lot. Sometimes, but it's a lot. I would say in, in a good way, especially as they get older and you can really see the things that I had hoped would happen are happening. You know, when they're toddlers and you're like, God, I hope this is going to work out. <laughs> yeah. like, no, and all these other people are doing different things. And they're like, oh no, that's totally going to be bad. Because my kids don't, they didn't learn to read early. And, and my daughter, as I say, now she's 13 and she's reading, you know, all the big thick, you know, teen books, whatever from the libraries and everything. And, but she didn't learn to read until she was 10. And, and the people that were just breathing down my neck, like, she's not going to learn to read. And I was like, no, I've done my research and this is going to work. And, and she does. She reads perfectly. She reads brilliantly. And she has no baggage about that she didn't learn to read when she was six or five or four or anything. And so it's 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 empowering when it works. It, it, it's kind of a little bit scary when, when you're doing it and you're like, well, I hope this is going to work. Yeah, I bet. Dang, that's cool, though. I'm glad to see. I'm glad to hear that it's working out. Uh, it really sounds like, yeah, it sounds like um, fun. It, it is. You know, it is. It is. It's. It is. You have to. I feel like to really embrace it, you have to be pretty. Um, just have fun with them. Like I kind of just, they just kind of do what they want. I, I'm not relaxed. Like and we live near a river, so we go swimming all the time. Like we walk over to the river and we swim. And and you and I know my kids think I'm really casual because they don't wear life jackets and they can all <laughs> swim and they're swimming the current. But it's, it's a strong current. I mean, it's not wide, but it's. But the other day, my one son, he's eight, and he wasn't paying attention, and he just got swept a bit farther down. And Ooh. then I was like, get it. And his sister pulled him in. And it was like, it was fun. I would have gone and got him. But he sort of was then horrified that I kind of like actually came down on him. Because most of the time, I don't. Like, I don't get that. We, I, I live by a philosophy of we have very few rules, but the rules we have are absolute. You know, you don't ever. But pretty much everything else, you know, we're, I, you can bend on most things. I, I don't force many things. But the, it was kind of a wake-up call, and then I think he maybe was a little bit more aware that I'm not actually as casual as I appeared. <laughs> Although, I think, well, I think some people, you know, they're overprotective. Well, yeah. It's a podcast. Please, I love it. Can you take my Can I back it Can I back it Why did you do this? He's talking to me like I'm on a podcast. Hey, what's up? You want to say hi? Uh, nope. No. Rebecca, can you take Libby? No, I can't. Okay, hang on. I gotta walk here. No worries. Um, okay. Come lift. <clears throat> it's like a podcast guy. He's talking to me. Where do y'all live at? Like, what is it well, like out there? Well, this isn't actually our home. We're, we're at a friend's right now because we live in... Well, actually, our home kind of looks like this. We live in the Kootenays in BC, British Columbia, but we're actually on our way to a family cottage um, in Ontario on wow. the Great Lakes. Dude, so you guys are going to have a blast. That's um, cool. In transit right now. So you kind of caught us at a funny time, but we're actually paused for the day to take a break before we go on. So. I don't know why. So we're at a friend's house for the day, but their house is actually, um, we've never been here before, but it's surprisingly similar to ours. So. Well, it's a small world. Well, we just wanted to share with you that Remy was thinking about you and that we were thinking about you. We try to do something nice to support single moms uh, just because we just think it's, um, you know, it's just mm -hmm. such a, it's a neat position. 
And um, so we wanted to send you a thousand bucks. It's just US dollars. I don't know if they're worth anything, but we- Seriously? Yeah, we just wanted to send it to you so you could uh, just go do something fun with the kiddos. Um, oh, oh my God, really? Wow. Yep, and that's it. There's no, uh, there's no strings attached. Uh, um, that's, that's amazing. Uh, and, oh, and Remy, I'm supposed to be telling you that Remy has a surprise for you because I tan sheepskins and he's going to send you a sheepskin from me. Or oh, I'm nice. Sheepskin from him. Y'all got some fresh um, sheep? I have some, yeah, I have sheep. And so that, that will kind of be in the fall. Okay. Oh, I look forward to that. We would like to have a little bit of sheep in here. Yeah, well, sheepskin is the best. It's it's healthy and you can it keeps you cool in the summer and hot in the winter. And oh, I'll eat off of it if it's nice. <laughs> um, I mean, off the inside, I'm not eating off the hairy side, but um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we just wanted to let you know that we were thinking about you. We're just always trying to just be a part of. Um, I don't know. We're just trying to be a part of people's lives if we can, in just kind of like a simple way here and there, and and so that's it. We just wanted to let you know that Remy was thinking about you and now all of our audience will be thinking about you. And, and it's really interesting to hear that there's kind of this, this wild little family out there that's just figuring it out in the world. It's really, I don't know. It sounds exciting. It, it is exciting. And it, it, they're pretty, they're pretty awesome kids. They're the most polite when you meet them, not so much at home, but they're, they, they got to figure it out. They're pretty cool. Well, I bet they're proud of you and we are. Um, so thank you so much for your time today and, uh, I hope you'll have a good day. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Louise, y'all be safe in y'all's travels. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. What a fascinating time. You know, what a fascinating thing to be like almost, uh, we were just talking about Smith family Robinson and here they are, you know, just interesting that people are doing it. People are figuring out ways, you know, people are figuring out ways to manage humans and sheep at the same time. And that's remarkable. And it's inspiring, you know, really listening to her and just seeing kind of her little world there is inspiring. Um, it's interesting. You know, I think, and those are the things that I have to remember that are going on, that people are just getting things done and that there's a lot of cool, good stuff happening out in the world. And, um, and we have a photo here of our kids. It's really, really adorable. We'll have to, I think we can get it into the episode as well. So if you're watching on the YouTubes, you can see it and they're doing well, living beautifully out there in the middle of nowhere. It looks like, or I don't know nowhere, but. I mean, it's Canada, you know, so it's, I mean, who knows if it's real? I think you almost have to be, you know, you have to take a flight out of your dreams almost, I feel like, to get there to some of these places. But anyhow, Remy, thank you so much for the submission, and uh, thank you to everybody for supporting the podcast. I got to get out of here. I'm going to get some NAD in my arm. I've got this new, they have a new supplement type of thing. It's not drug. I mean, it's a natural chemical, which is an oxymoron of a statement right there, natural chemical. But, I mean, it's Lysol. That's what I'm saying. It's Ivermectin. It's, uh, who knows what it is. I don't know what it is, but I'm about to let them shoot it in my arm for an hour. But anyway, um, just wanted to say thank you guys for the support. Thank you guys for being a part of this past weekend. And uh, 
I hope you'll be good to yourselves because um, you deserve it. We'll go out the way that we came in, man. Listen to a little bit of Bishop Gunn. And my mind is somewhere else, but when I find it, I'll patch up where it's been blown. Now I'm just floating on the breeze, and I feel I'm falling like these leaves. I must be cornerstone. Oh, but when I reach that ground, I'll share this peace of mind I found. I can feel it in my bones, but it's gonna take a little time for me to set that parking brake. And let myself all wild shine that light on me. I'll sit and tell you my story. Shine on me, and I will find a song. I will sing it just for you. And I. On the runaway train with a heavy load of my past And these wheels that I've been riding on They want so thin that they're damn near gone I guess now they just weren't built to Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite And welcome to Kite Club A podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events Stand-up stories And seven ways to pleasure your partner The answer may shock you Sometimes I'll interview my friends, sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.